I will never forget watching this series on TV back in the day. This is an episode that features October 21st for the snow and October 22nd for the coldest temperature at a World Series game in history. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. The still very new Florida Marlins team had made it to the World Series for the first time in team existence, and they were facing Cleveland. Marlins entered the majors in 1993, and four years in, they're on the grandest stage in the game. Cleveland, on the other hand, is one of the American League's eight founding franchises, and their major league incarnation of the club was founded way back in 1901, while originally being called the Cleveland Bluebirds. So they had played through many, 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 many snowstorms and interruptions. But the Marlins, fresh to Major League Baseball, and from Miami, had not. So this is going to be good. This day in weather history. Baseball in Florida goes way back, almost as far as baseball itself, actually. Spring training in Florida began with regularity back in 1913 when the Chicago Cubs trained in Tampa and Cleveland was in Pensacola. The idea was that while snow covered the fields back where the parent clubs lived, Florida was perfect to get together and play demonstration games or exhibition games to tune up for when the spring set in up north and the snow would melt away. So they went to Florida to escape snow. I see what's going on here. Now Major League Baseball had full-time franchises in Florida and the Marlins encountered an unfamiliar foe during Game 3 of the 97 World Series. That was snow. Can't you just feel the irony here? Both teams faced flurries and below seasonal cold temperatures during batting practice, and the temperature dropped to a chilly 38 degrees, also known as 3 degrees Celsius, by the time the first pitch was thrown. Then it just kept getting worse. Wind chills made it feel more like 15 Fahrenheit, or minus 9.5 Celsius, as the game wore on. But somehow, the Florida Marlins outlasted Cleveland by a sandlot score of 14-13. to 13. Hopefully game four the next night would be in better conditions. Not even close. Game four, October 22nd, 1997. Live from Jacobs Field in Cleveland, they experienced the coldest World Series game on record dating back to the 1970s when Major League Baseball started tracking weather records. Patches of ice formed on the infield and snowflakes flew during the game. After games one and two were played in Miami in the upper 80s, they had to think that this was really rather rude. We learned on the October 19th issue of This Day in Weather History the effect that the cold can have on the flight of the ball in the hands of the pitcher. In general, cool weather helps the pitcher insofar as the ball experiences more drag and tends to stay in the park, but the temperature affects the hand of the pitcher and they can easily lose control of the ball, resulting in more walked batters on base. This had very little effect one way or the other as the Marlins and Cleveland split games three and four. The Jake in Miami went on to win the 1997 World Series in a decisive final game seven. Yes, baseball still resides in Florida and Arizona in late winter and early spring for training camps. But since the addition of the National League Marlins and the American League Rays, baseball lives in Florida all year round. Plus, we have the Diamondbacks in Phoenix, so the spring training locations have full-time ball. Sure, no one goes to the games at any of the ballparks in the summer when the temperatures get to well over 
100 Fahrenheit or 40 degrees Celsius. And there are a million other things to do in the surrounding areas other than sitting in a stadium overpaying for uh, everything. And sure, games get affected by, especially in Florida, the heavy rain events and hurricanes. But I still contend that baseball has been and will continue to be an integral part of the sports fabric that dates back to the earliest days of the majors in the earliest days of the 20th century. Weather will always play a lead role in why teams flock to the Sunshine State in the winter to train, and weather will always be a factor during the season with everything that can and usually does hit the state on the regular. But on the 21st and 22nd, it was too much snow and then too cold when Florida traveled to Cleveland for World Series baseball. This day in weather history. Tomorrow is October 22nd, and we are going back to the year 2014 when a slow-moving storm passed through the Maritimes. The heaviest downpours were between 100 and 160 millimeters, which, when paired with powerful wind gusts, pounded southeastern New Brunswick. Say, we've been uploading a fresh news story every day since June 1st. Have you missed any? Or maybe you just found it. Subscribe to This Day in Weather History right now wherever you happen to be listening to me. And by doing that, you never miss a future day in weather history and you have access to now go back and get caught up on any of the five to six minute episodes that you may have missed. Might I suggest some fun binge listening? Tomorrow is going to be another good one. The Atlantic provinces know nor'easters. And the October 22nd event from 2014 will not disappoint. That's tomorrow on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.